has met. Um, but um, it's the reason why I know it's, a, it's an old topic. But the reason why I want to do it is because there's a lot of basic principles um, relevant to all of medical halacha in this topic. So to get to the, some of the basics, exactly defining what's called refuah, the definition of what's called healing, what's not called healing, etc. Um, what you're allowed to do um, for uh, you know, different reasons, what's prohibited. So there's a lot of many different, um, very important principles touched upon here. So I want to get uh, get this out of the way and then hopefully it will help us for other topics down the line. So one of the, it's interesting, happens to be, this week happens to be the Parashat Chayasara, which just starts off, as you know, with the famous thing that uh, it says Sarah was 127 years old um, when she died. And it talks about how her beauty was, um, was uh, she was, when she was seven, so I think, seven and 20, right, seven and 20 it says 120 and seven. So the, the Medrash says, and now she quotes, it's for you. It's the highlight so the major says that she was at seven, she, at 20 she was as beautiful as seven. It's a very strange statement. Um, what exactly does that mean? Um, so you happen to look at the Medrash because then this is relevant to beauty. Meaning, are, are we um, in the Torah, are we pro uh, staying youthful or not? That's really the question here to a certain extent. Um, do we uh, aspire to be, always continue to look young or not? You know, so you're ready. It's better to have a white beard actually. Do you want to go? Please. I'm not a doctor, but I'm not okay. I'm not either. I like playing them. <laughs> That's true. Play one on TV. Here, should I move over? I'm a bummer. So, that's what the manager says. I saw, interesting, two pshatim, both um, somewhat sexist, in the... I saw two two explanations. This manager is the one that says, says that she was as pretty as when she was 20 as when she was 7. So, uh, I saw two explanations here. The implication of the statement is to read you from here, from the mother's, from the commentary, possible commentary. It says the implication is that a seven-year-old girl is more beautiful than a 20-year-old. Right? So he says, one chat is this because a seven-year-old beauty, unlike that of a woman, is intrinsic and needs no adornments to enhance the beauty. And when you're seven, your natural, your beauty is natural. They don't put on makeup, they don't have to enhance themselves in any which way. And once you become an adult, you, you're not only women, they're always looking for the enhancements. That's one interesting thing relevant to this topic. Um, in the Medrush, this is this chapter from Imre Yosher. Um, so this also brings the Mizrahi. The, com- the complexion of a seven-year-old is more perfect than that of a 20-year-old. I guess you can say that. That's another chat. And alternatively, he said an interesting uh, another chat. He said, alternatively, the Medrush means that the beauty of a seven-year-old is constantly improving. Whereas you can only, seven-year-old is still getting better. Right, your beauty is getting better. He says, but a 20-year-old, that's it. It's all downhill. Once you're 20, the rest is all downhill. So it's an interesting introduction to this week's question. I'm relevant to my topic. Nice. So, uh, so um, some of us are still 20 here, maybe. So it's still going uphill. But, um, so, so this Gemara, we're going to start with the Gemara, as we usually do, to get to the uh, initial, just to understand the Suga. And then from there, this Gemara, again, is very, very, very important for all, almost all medical topics. And Marja Feinstein has four different shuvas on four different topics from this Gemara, all deriving practical Allah from this Gemara, as we'll see. One of them is about, um, just mentioned the four shuvas. Um, from this Gemara, one of them, we're not going to do all of them, we're just going to stick to the cosmetic surgery, but it actually talks about dieting, we were saying about dieting, uh, is it even mutter to go on a diet? In those days, um, he's wearing this in the 60s, where dieting wasn't such a fan as it is today, but he's saying you're being, uh, as going to see, you're, you're arming yourself, you're being mitzahar yourself, you're causing yourself under pain, you can have a good steak, and you, you know, or you can have carbs and you're not eating carbs, that's uh, 
who says that's mutter. Halachically, as Jews, we like enjoying the world. <laughs> enjoying the world is part of being Jewish. That's one shuva he discusses. Another thing he discusses is um, a case where someone taking I, the, the doctor said they can't fast in Kippur, but they can have IV. They can put in IV, of course, Arab in Kippur, because you can't put the IV on in Kippur, because it's wounding. And he discusses whether Mukhlif to, to put in the IV Arab in Kippur to, to prevent themselves from violating in Kippur. And he brings, uh, again, proof from his Kamara that uh, you don't have to, um, you shouldn't, uh, you don't have to do that, he says, even though you can end up breaking your fast in Kippur, you don't have to put the IV in. I always wanted to start a business like that. People who can't fast or problems, you rent, uh, you know, rent IVs before in Kippur. People come to the show, will save a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, time. Uh, I never uh, got to that stage in life. I really start the business. Number th- the third shuva, and he discusses, is, uh, I'm trying to remember, I think, it's right down somewhere. But he has a chuva, interesting chuva about, can I donate blood for money? Uh, my mother used to work for the federal government. She would get the day off. Anytime you donate blood, you, you get the rest of the day off. So you're not doing it to help someone. You're doing it just to make money. Is that sufficient reason um, to, he says, well, you call again. You're wounding yourself. Is wounding, is that enough of a reason? Making money. Are you allowed to wound yourself to make money? So he discusses that. He ends up, he's, being, he's moderate. He's, he's, uh, he's moderate doing that. Okay, so let's start the Gemara. You have one? Okay. okay. Few, save the few. So, um, so uh, Gemara should be highlighted in Gemara. It didn't print in color, so it came out yellow, so it didn't come out so great. But we'll, we'll start from the highlights. This is Gemara about the Kama discussing um, the question of what's called Choval Batman. It means, can a self mutilate? Self mutilating is prohibited. Um, not in a certain extreme sense. You know, people today, unfortunately, is a real thing for especially female teenagers cutting themselves and things like that. Um, but that's a, that's <laughs> yes, that's that's a real chaval. We're not even talking about that's obviously problematic for many reasons. Of course, someone besides that it's usher of chaval. Of course, they need if anyone they should get psychological help. It's most of them. In those cases, it's more not worried about the issue. They need uh, they need therapy. Um, so that's that's not what we're discussing today. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here. Just <laughs> okay. um, Does it include tattooing? Yeah, earrings. So, uh, so we'll get to that. It's an interesting question. Um, I heard a, a great story that Ryan Lichtenstein asked. He didn't let his daughter get get ears, her ears pierced. Um, and uh, they went, they agreed to go to Shalom Azama together. He asked for Shalom Azama Norba. Shalom Azama told him it's mutter. So then he let his daughter, his, his daughter's uh, ear pierced. So we'll, dis- we'll discuss why that's different. It's an interesting question. I never got a clear answer. I've spoken to Poskin. What's the difference between ear piercing and other forms of mutilation? Well, you find in the Torah, and, and, uh, especially in Bereshus, for the Imahas, I guess, they had many body piercings, not just ears. Um, talks about uh, you know, nose piercings and different things. So when parents call me up and say, "Can you speak to my daughter about her piercings?" So I always uh, hesitate. Listen, the Imahis had it. The Imahis had many many piercings, not just ears. So I'm not sure there's a problem. <laughs> uh, listen, we want our daughters to be like the Imahis. Huh? Um, so I'm not sure there's a problem there. But anyway, Wait, didn't they donate all that stuff for the? Uh, uh, later. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about Rivka. Okay. Yeah, later on for sure they donated the jewelry, but they still had the piercings. Piercings were there. Um, anyway, so so the Gemara here again is discussing this question of what's called chovobatim. Can one harm themselves? Listen, it's my body. It's my, my as uh, the feminists say, our bodies ourselves. We own our bodies. Right, so that's going to see. That's a, that's but key that's number one. Say my body, my choice. No, true. the old the original feminists before your days. Before my our days. bodies ourselves. That was their slogan. Oh, our true. bodies ourselves. So um, talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. Uh, Bell Abs like this. You know. Bell Abs. Oh gosh. Um, so so that, uh, so that side, as we're going to see from this tomorrow, is, that's wrong in general for many, not just for abortion, not just for females, for males also, and that's sexist. Um, Judaism is not sexist in that sense. I mean, that's an arguable point whether Judaism is sexist, but at least in this point, 
males and females are the same. The concept of our bodies ourselves is, is we don't own our bodies. It goes to come first. Save you see. It's too far, okay? Everyone wants to know who you are. So oh, it's uh, Simon. Nice to meet you. Simon the Dude is uh, OBGYN resident. Yeah, sure. The Miami guy. Yeah. Miami, okay, so, uh, so, so the Gemara again is discussing this question of. Uh, uh, let me see if I have a source here. Yeah, we're going to see in a second. Let's, let's learn the Gemara first, but again, that's, that's not a Jewish concept. The Gemara is going to discuss it. So we're starting from the highlighted uh, area, where the Gemara actually brings a Machlekes Tanayim, two opinions as to whether um, um, mutilating yourself in any which way is prohibited or not. Not everyone agrees with us. And the Gemara tries, struggles to find the source for this, for this question. So the Gemara says like this, Tanayi, El Tanayi, you see where the, in the middle of the line, the first line where it's highlighted. Tanayi, or underlined, or whatever you have. Ikalamad Namar, there is an opinion that says, Enod Mushoi Lechabel Batsi. person is not permitted to harm himself, to, to wound himself in any which way. Ikalamad Namar is another opinion that says, Enod Mushoi Lechabel person is permitted to, to, uh, to do Chavala, which means to wound himself. Man Tana, the Sham is like, who is this Tana? Now we're going to try to find a source, a Tana that actually holds it. Who is it? And originally the Gemara did not have a meaning. The Gemara thought, Ilema, Hai Tana, Hu Is this Tanya, is this uh, opinion that we learned? We're going to brace him. Um, the Pasik in Parshas Noah, which is an interesting Pasik, it's even, there's a Pasik not just for Jews, as you know, Noah, once, since this Pasik is in Parshas Noah, it's given for all, um, even for non Jews. By the way, this Pasik is the source for what's, what we call uh, suicide, Iberat That is prohibited, um, even for non-Jews. The assumption is that, that it's prohibited to commit suicide. Okay, um, in case you're thinking about it. So it says, uh, um, um, Hashem says there in the Pasik, after Noah comes out of the table, he gives them, as we know, the seven, we call the seven Noahide laws. Um, and of course, as we know, this was uh, the movement, the Noahide movement was founded in Texas. We don't know, Fort Worth, by, uh, what's the guy's name again? Um, the, uh, the takeoff on Indiana yes, Jones. Yes, the guy is, there was an archaeologist uh, by the name of Vendel Jones, who, uh, yeah, well, who wanted, he went, he was actually the real Indiana Jones. He lived in Fort Worth. Um, just good history, Texas history to know. And we spent too much time on it. But uh, the, if you looked, Indiana Jones' story was based on a rough draft of this guy's life. He was an archaeologist, moved to Israel with his family. And they looked, they went looking for many different things. They actually found Torres. I don't know if you remember. First year torch opened, they minus, gave us minus, minus one. Yeah, they found a whole cave of Torres in the Dead Sea area, which is the Gemara says that's where their family lived who made the Torres. And he gave, he donated some to the Kol originally, but it's a big shower. He can't be Nana from. Got a big Allah shall you know the benefit from getting it smell it. So it's a capital crime to be nana from uh, but, but it wasn't complete. It was yeah. Hey, still there is you know. Anyway, uh, so this guy, uh, he started it, so he wanted to be Magar, he wanted to convert, and uh, all the government at Israel told him you shouldn't convert, you can do more as a guy, and uh, convince uh, non-Jews to keep the seven Ohad laws. Long story short, he kept, uh, you never heard this? So the guy, what's his name? The guy, still keep up with him, his son. His son converted. His son became frog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the rest of his family became frog. Right. No, you know, no, once again, anyway. Yeah. No, we went to Miami. So anyway, so, the, so uh, he, he started this movement. They currently have over like a million followers all over the world. But it started from Texas. He, he died. Wendell Jones died. Fascinating thing. So it's based on these... Uh, as an aside, Wendell Jones claimed to fame was during the Six Day War. He had a very unique type of uh, colorblindness, and he could pick out different shades of gray and green. So they used him as a spotter to bring snipers funded from the Jordanian really? Legion on the wall. That I never Amazing. Anyway. <laughs> okay. His son is a, is a kach. Yeah, he was arrested many times. Okay. 
we're getting off tangent, but the bottom line is this Pasuk says um, so that uh, Hashem says it's us to kill anyone. That's also that's a universal law for even Noahs, even for non-Jews. But he says if not only that, the use of interesting language here says Yad Edrash is Dimchem. Even from your own soul, I will I will demand your blood. So the, the Gemara says this is the source of the prohibition of suicide. Um, that even from your own soul, that means if you harm yourself or commit suicide, and that's why it's such a terrible affair. Well, well, not for now. Not getting, they're not going on the topic of suicide, but that's another thing. By the way, from this same pasuk, um, we also learn prohibition of abortion for guy from the beginning of this pasuk, but not for now. Different topic. Okay, so the Gemara says that's. So the Gemara wants to bring this as a proof that uh, harming yourself is prohibited. So Mara says that's not, a, that's not a valid proof. In this case, the guy is killing himself. Killing and, and mutilating yourself is not exactly the same. It's two types of uh, harm. You know, it's, Mara is assuming killing yourself is probably worse than harming yourself. So you have no proof from here. You can't bring this as a proof text that this Tana is the one that's of the opinion that uh, killing yourself, that uh, harming yourself mutilation is prohibited. Um, so the Gemara continues, I'll bring you another source, um, another Tana, who maybe this is the Tana who's of the opinion that self-mutilation is also The Tana, we learned in the Brisa, you're allowed to cut yourself um, and cut your clothing, oh sorry, cut your clothing, not yourself, cut your clothing on a mace, what we call Kriya today. Okay, the Gemara says Kriya is mutter, even though it was done by other cultures and that one was called Dakiya Mari. There's certain things that we don't allow to do on Mason, the Torah says explicitly, because that was done in like in Iran, you know, when they have that holiday, they, they all cut themselves, they, they whip themselves, and they draw blood. So that's that's prohibited in Dakiya Mari, at least. And also, as we're going to see, of self mutilation. But in either case, the Gemara says rice in Kriya, that means what we call rice in Kriya, ripping your garments, is permitted. It's not Midakiya Mari. Um, it's not considered what's called Dark Emer, the ways of Gentile nations. Amar of But if someone rips too much, meaning if you start literally ripping up all your clothing, um, that's a problem. There's another problem, you know, the famous Isser. That means wanton destruction of anything is a prohibition in the um, the, the concept of baltashkis, which is wasting food, way and not cutting down cherry trees, like George Washington, whatever, those are all, those are things that are, it's called wanted destruction, and it's awesome. We'll talk about what happens with Torah. So the Gemara says, the Kolsh can gufa. So if you can't even destroy um, physical objects, or cherry trees, or your clothing, surely, says the Gemara, that at Kavachomer, you, you can't destroy your body. That should surely be included in baltashkis. So the Gemara says, no, it's not a riot. Again, that's, that's not a good proof. That would not be a valid proof that you can't self-mutilate. Because Dilma begadim shani. Clothing is different. Um, meaning why? The 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 hadaru. That might even be more serious. Fascinating Gemara. Gemara saying destroying clothing might be more serious than self-mutilating. Why? He, um, because what it's going to say, the Gemara is going to bring a story that when you when you cut yourself, they, they get, you get healed. It heals. The body has an amazing thing that it heals itself. When you rip your clothing on a, not on a seam, it's it. Shows up. You know, you can take it to the tailor, but then the stitching, it always never, it's never the same. Right? Once you rip your clothing. So he's saying, so maybe destroying clothing is actually worse because it doesn't heal. Your body, okay, it'll get better. Don't worry. Cut yourself a little, your body's healed. That's part of the amazing uh, fascination of the human body. Kihadir Biochman brings a story, and this story, as you're going to see, is very relevant. Moshe quotes the story in his tshuva, um, but it's a very uh, relevant story. Kihadir Biochman has the story of Biochman who goes, Kari Limani Michabdusa. He used to rip his clothing out of covered, I'm not sure exactly what the case was. Rav Chista can't have a mask, Beni Hizmi. It says the story of Chista was. Going, coming home from the shear, going to a shear, and he was walking through major thorn bushes. You know, he was going along the way, and uh, and uh, his knees thorns. So what he did was he lifted up his cloak. In those days, even the men would wear, uh, you know, long cloaks. So he lifted up his kapata, whatever it was. Right. So, so his legs will get scratched, but not he shouldn't, God forbid, ruin his kapata. Right. 
So, um, so, so Amar, what, so he said, what's going on? So he said, Amar, Zemalarucho, Zainamalarucho. This you, I can fix. My legs will get, uh, will get healed. But, uh, you know, my cloak will never, will never, I'll not be able to fix once it gets ripped from the thorns. Okay. So you see from here again, this Gemara is is, uh, is showing you that ripping, you see, ripping your garment is actually worse than uh, scratching yourself, getting uh, and getting mutilated. So that's so that's also not a valid proof, says the Gemara, that you can't bring that as a proof text that burning yourself or scratching yourself is is uh, awesome. So now we finally get to the Muskana. This is which opinion says that it's actually awesome. This Tani that we learned in the Brisa, Amar Abelazar Akafer, the Rebbe. Abelazar Akafer, the Rebbe is a shadow what this was, he had two names, or Rebbe was just an honorarian. Exactly what um, big question in the Rishon, we talk about this. And really, it's interesting today, every, you know, you're not, you're not uh, if you don't have like, at least three Hebrew names, you're not from. You know, in the, in the Jewish world. Like you don't name your kid at least three, uh, you know, Yaakov, Yosefchan, Shmero. So in the Gemara, you never find, you never find two names. In the Rishonim, there's no, no Tanayim Amarayim that have two names. So it's always one name. You don't find a Bayan Rabbi. Someone named the kid the Bayan Rabbi. It's one name. The Bayan is Rabbi. It's, you know, the it's interesting thing that I don't know how it came about. Later generations, you see them. But everyone has, you know, five names today, including me. Um, that's not a bad thing. You can change it's good for if you want to have two passports in you know, different countries you can get, get away with uh, two different names. So, um, but, uh, but, uh, but anyway, so here it's a big question. It's one of the only places you find, according to some Shem, this time I have two names, Akafer and Burebi, if it was two names, or something it's only honor and whatever. In any case, he says, what does the Pasuk say that it says by Nazir, it's a famous thing, that by Nazir the Torah says, after the Nazir finishes his 30 days of Naziris, which is the standard Naziris, so he has to bring a carbon, and he brings a carbon chattis, to atone for the sin of the soul. Now you think, well, this guy is amazing. He's went to Alcohol Anonymous and took, uh, he's not tricking alcohol for 30 days and he's, you know, he doesn't have a, you know, it's a beautiful thing. No, says the Gemara, says the Pasik actually, the keeper of Nefesh. He didn't have air. What's the air? He bathed the Nefesh Chata. This is the famous Gemara. Where, what did he sin? What did he do wrong? He held himself back from pleasure? That's a bad thing. You know, if you get, have weed, you know, the thing is, there's a certain thing, there's a famous from Sham Shafal Hirsch, as you know, when he was dying, you know, his doctors told him he can't, he can't travel anymore. And he insisted, he told his kids, he was like in his 80s, 70s, I don't know how old he was. Um, he said he's insisted on going to Switzerland. He's never been to Switzerland. He said, why are you going to Switzerland? He said, how can I, how can I die? I'm going to come up. And Sham's going to say, did you see my beautiful house? So if you're able to go on a cruise and, you, and not just your wife nagging you, you should go. It's a beautiful thing. If you see the wonders of the world, um, then uh, that's the Gemara saying it. It's, it's not, Jews were not against pleasure. Pleasure is a good thing. Again, the reason is because it's say, of course, you don't become alcoholics. But the fact that the Nazir set, held himself back from wine, the Gemara says he has to bring a carbon copy. Um, fascinating concept. It's not, again, not for today, but, but having, enjoying the pleasures of the world is actually not a bad thing. Um, it's a good thing. Again, within, within the halachic guidance, of course. That's the reason I love the Okay, so the Chibayza Nefesh Kata, so the Gemara says, from this, this is a proof of, that you can't mutilate yourself. The Chibayza Nefesh Kata, all this Nazar did was hold himself back from the pleasure of good wine. The Gemara says, it's a Kalbachomer. This guy only held himself back from wine. Nikrachota is full this Nazar. We call him a sinner. Hametzairatz, when we call Dava, um, you know, someone who holds back from all pleasures, someone who's gonna, you know, cut themselves or mutilate themselves in a way. So, this is this is the Tana that you see. He's of the opinion you can't harm, you can't cause yourself harm. Person can't cause themselves pain. So, if by cutting themselves or doing something which in any which way causes themselves pain, that's prohibited. And this is the source. So, uh, seems like it's a stretch. Yeah. As in my my natural classes, they say, Rabbi, that's a stretch. Come on. So. <laughs> But uh, so there's, but there may be a degree of self gratification in this mirage, you know. 
They're doing it willingly. They're not so, doing it willingly. It's a different problem. Yeah, instead, obviously you're doing it willingly, but the question becomes, you're causing yourself sorrow for no reason. That's going to be a good question. What happens if there is a sorrow? Or, like you're saying, maybe self-gratification, maybe enough of a talk. We'll discuss it. Whatever's not sorrow. People, like, there are people who like getting tattoos. They like, they like no, tattoos. They're, they're happy. happy. They're they're really you get sorrow. Like, I never got a tattoo. Yeah. You get sorrow. It's painful. Tattoo, painful. Yeah, it's needles in your skin. And what if there's no sorrow? What if it's done with anesthesia? So, so that's a different question. It's a very good question also. So all these things will be addressed that we're going to see in the postcard. But, uh, but it, it's, it's fascinating. This is the only source they can come up with for the prohibition of, of uh, self-mutilation. So that's the Gemara. Um, so, so again, the, the assumption here is, is not only that, by the way, we're saying there's two opinions. Not everyone agrees that mutilating yourself is us. Gemara says, Tanai. This is the opinion, and this is Belazar Kafir is the opinion that says self-mutilation is us. It doesn't say even clearly that who we pass on. It's not clear. And the tour brings Beis Yosef brings the Machlokas Rishonim of who we pass Not everyone paskins that self-mutilation is us. The Raman paskins is us. It's even a question if it's from this Gemara, but so it's a fascinating uh, thing. Now, by the way, just as far as what's called the Tzorach, Tosfos here seems to imply there's a Tosfos to see quickly. Um, Tosfos says here. Tosus so says it's the third test on the page. He wants to say that uh, he's going on the middle gemara that says if you tear your begadim, it's baltash. Mars to bring a proof to it. Tosus Balabai, we need a proof. The pasuk in the Torah, baltash is us. We're now to destroy trees. We're now to have wanton destruction is us in the Torah. It's nothing to do with. Uh, you don't need a pussy to tell me that, it's obvious. So that's, uh, it does cusses that here. Plus it's part of why does the Gemara need a proof? We're trying to bring a proof that's prohibited to mutilate yourself. I feel with sorrow, even if there's a cause. That means I'm not just doing it wantonly. I'm doing it in Baltashas also. Let's say, right, there's a purpose in, in my destruction. It's not wanton destruction. Okay, that's the halacha, by the way, in Baltashas. is if there's a major terror, for example, you're allowed, you're not allowed to chop down a cherry tree. But if, let's say, you're, you're expanding your house and there's a cherry tree in the way, you are allowed to do it. Or if the Gemara says if cherry trees, cherry wood, is, is you'll gain more from the cherry wood, which you do, it's very expensive cherry wood, than from the tree itself, from the fruit of the tree, the cherries. Obviously, you can sell cherry wood um, at a higher price than cherries. Depends where you buy your cherries, not in all fruits. But, but, uh, but, uh, but the point is, right, so so, um, so therefore it's mutter. That's called enough of a tzar. So that's what we bring a riot. That we're not bringing a riot that Baltashkis is We're trying to prove that just like Baltashkis, um, even the tzarek, certain types of tzarek is not mutter. So to even Tzachovo, and this is addressed to your point, Dr. Monk, which is that even if there's a tzarek, it doesn't mean, it doesn't make it mutter. So that's what Tzachovo seems to say, which is, as we're going to see, not everyone, most of them disagree with us. So let's move on to the... I, I wonder if it's the, the this thing from Altashkis, because there are permanent ways to damage your body too. So if, if you are damaging your body in a permanent way, <laughs> then maybe you would say um, that it is comparable to one. Oh, that's a good point. We're saying the whole reason it's not compared to Baltashkis is because because you're saying it's uh, it's going to heal by itself. So Val, that's a good point. Most right? things don't heal by itself. Like Most things, things don't? Yeah. It depends. You take it out of a kidney, you know, it depends like what? I mean, like scarring isn't like real tissue, like at all. Like, yeah, but it's, it's enough healing, meaning it's not going to make your body dysfunction. I mean, if you have a lot of scar tissue, obviously. What I'm saying is, but, but what would be an example, I guess, you know, there's certain things, yeah. Once you cut them out, once you cut them off, they're not working. Yeah, like earrings. Good. Earrings are permanent. They're not going to, once, once, once yeah, the hair appears, it, the hole's never going to Okay. Gonna, like, I guess. It does close up. Yeah. But there's still... Okay, so let's see some of the, so let's just we'll start some of the issues here. And we'll okay, so... So the first thing is the Shulchan Aruch does paskin, as we're going to see. So let's skip down to one. Let's skip to the top for a second. Shulchan Aruch does paskin that a chayvul batzma, avapish eni rishoy. So someone harms himself, even though it's eni rishoy, even though it's not mut, mutter, the halachim chayshim mishpat in the Shulchan Aruch. Um, even though he's doing something that's asr, achayim shechal b'chayav, meaning you would think now if other people want to harm him, chayshim mishpat question. Well, this guy harms himself. He walks around, you know, uh, you know, you know. Of these guys, like, you know, the macho guys, they say punch me and stuff. 
you know, back me in the face. You know, it's okay. I didn't want to show how strong they are. So, so the Shulchan Aruch saying, if the guy, even though the guy gives permission for someone else to whack him in the face, and, and the guy ends up damaging him, he breaks his jaw, the guy is still chayv. The fact that since you don't have permission, as we're saying, on your own body, and that's what I quoted the next, so it's not your, for you, as a human, we don't, again, we don't own our own bodies. We believe it's on, as Rosh Limbo would say, he's, uh, we're unknown from God for 80, 70, 80 years. So our bodies are unknown from God. That's the way halacha, generally, the Jewish hashkafa of, of, uh, of our bodies. We don't own our bodies. We don't have a right to decide, and that goes to the heart of uh, autonomy in medicine. Because as we know, it, uh, you know, contemporary medical ethics, secular medical ethics, is all about autonomy. It's up to the patient to decide what he wants, what he doesn't want. In Judaism, it's not like that. You, don't, you have no autonomy on your body. In certain cases, yes, you may make, get to make the decision. At the end of the day, if halacha says you, you need to be healed, there's something wrong with you, you have to go to the doctor. You can't say, well, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go to the doctor. I'm very pro-medicine uh, in Judaism, as you know. So, so that's very different than secular ethics in the sense of there's almost zero autonomy. Certain cases where, it's, as we mentioned last week, there's a risk in the, in the procedure, it's a major risk, then you get to make that decision, do I have my, and I'm a to take that risk. That's one of the only cases, really, where a patient has autonomy. And everything else in Allah, technically the Allah is we can tie a patient down and force him to get treated, whether it's the vaccine or... Just um, whatever, whatever, whatever uh, we can tie the patient down and, and force them to have a procedure that is deemed medically necessary for to save their life. Without, there's no shadow about it. We don't do that, obviously. Um, we live in a world where you know you get sued and you now practice insurance will go up a lot. So of course we don't do that practically, but halachically, technically, that's halach. Um, that uh, we can force people to be ill. So here, this guy saying, punch me, he has no right to say punch me. And, you know, because so it's not his body to say that. Exactly. And that's what the second, uh, number two says here. Look at number two, this quote from the Shulchan Aruch which is the um, Alter Rebbe, the first Kibbav Rebbe wrote a bridge version of the Shulchan Aruch. He, see, he says it explicitly. He says, It's prohibited to, to hit your friend. He says, go ahead, punch me. I can handle it. He's still also to, to hit your friend. Because a person does not have permission on his own body to, uh, um, to, to hit himself. By the way, this is a fascinating treatise written by Zevin, who's a, a, a big god on Israel, started in Sakhabitamud. He has a whole essay on Shylock, on Shakespeare, and Shylock Apialacha. He goes through the whole story of Shylock, the whole play of Shakespeare, and he, he says why Zid, Shylock was Jewish. Shylock was Jewish, right? Shylock was Jewish, right? So, so he goes through a whole thing, explaining why halachically prohibited to pound the flesh, the concept of pound the flesh was prohibited Apialacha, and he brings this Kamara, and this Shulchan Al-Kharab is where I got it from. He quotes it to show, to prove that the whole, he didn't do Apialacha. He, he goes through the whole play Apialacha. It was correct. It's fascinating. It, it seems like all sports are prohibited too, like boxing and wrestling. Yeah. Again, for money, one second, what? Jewish, yeah. Money for Parnassa might be different. Parnassa might be different. That's something else. Right. For Parnassa might be different. It depends how serious the, that's a good question. Can a, does a Jewish, does a from boxer or a Russian Boxing, um, so that's 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 already a different shallow because as the Gemara says, all parnasa involves risk. There's, there's medic, in any, most, listen, in city, just, even sitting behind the desk these days, they say it's dead. Maybe became a Russian Shiva. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe became a Balchuba. I don't know. So, no, but, but this, this is a serious thing. The Allah discusses, and we'll get to that. Rabbi Buda has a truth about hunting where he discusses that if you hunt for Parnas, hunting is prohibited because it's Sakana, because you might have Dick Cheney if you shoot the wrong guy <laughs> and, um, on your hunting trip. So, so but, but he says that, so he doesn't know, you know, the story of Dick Cheney. I don't know. He's wrong. He was on a hunting trip in Texas. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, they were talking about Alex Alvin. 
That's also dangerous. He didn't kill him. No, he didn't kill him. He hit him in the butt. Anyway, but so I view it as a tshuva, not for now. That says hunting is also because really when I get to travel up, believe it or not, a lot of corporate people in Texas, a corporation, takes them on hunting trips. And they call me up. Gusvinsky, no Gusvinsky? Yeah. He called me once. He says the CFO in the company, Kirby or whatever it was, I don't remember the time, different company. They, it's obligatory to go on this hunting trip once a year. I want to know if it's money. So I told him, I So for money, it's permitted. So the CFO needs it for his network. No, killing animals. We may discuss a different year now for now, but killing animals is not tabu It's only if you're wounding them. If you kill them, it's not tabu chaim. Tabu is if you wound them. So if you're gonna eat them or mount them on the wall, somebody's gonna wipe like the decoration. Good question. Anyway, so money is a different issue. If you're getting paid, money—it's a whole different concept, a different shir. Okay, so but the Shulchan Aruch says, "Ain't lot of mishus adufe klalak." I said, "Loy levaisha." Also, not to embarrass, to embarrass yourself. You can't, you know, tell someone, you know, embarrass me, put roast me. These these roasts they have—it's also halachically problematic. If you can't give permission for someone to roast you, you know, like you know, they have these dinners roasting them. Roast, yes. Roasted, yes. Roasted, yes. Roasted. Yes. Roasted. Uh, tsar, and not even to cause you pain. You can't give permission for someone to cause you pain. By holding back, you're saying this gets into the whole dieting issue dieting. by saying I'm going to hold back pain. Okay? So now, um, <coughs> now I'm going to get into the issues relevant to cosmetic surgery. We're going to discuss, there's at least five issues I put here. There's really more. Let's see if you're ready to come out. You ready? Um, those are the Chalusas, you gotta invite the Chalusas. That's how that we're putting a guy on the spot, I don't think he's ready to come over. No, no, they, they, they were looking at us. Let's make room for them. Scoot over, scoot over. Alright. Scoot over. Snoring in the bed. Yeah. Scoot over. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I took a little longer. Okay, so. So, anyway, so. So we're up to the, the fluffy part. What? The yeah. fluffy part. You have more of these. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Okay, so, so the, we, we discussed a, very, a few very important things, which is a lot of Yisodas. The reason why we're doing this topic is really passe and it's an old, old topic. Um, it was actually, by the way, the first time halachic issues were published was, I believe it was 1967 in the ENT. Uh, the journal for ENTs, what's it called? I don't the name of the journal, the medical journal. Um, uh, Lord Jacobowitz published the first article of the halachic issues of cosmetic surgery. I think it was 1967, it might have been earlier, maybe 63, for my days. Um, but anyway, he published the, an essay, all the halachic issues. He didn't bring all these in that, in that article, but uh, it was in the ENT, whatever, journal for ENTs, whatever it's called. No ENTs there? So if you want to look it up, I, I printed it out somewhere, but I didn't bring it. Um, I have it printed from the previous year. Anyway, so there's, there's at least five issues, um, there's really more. I'm just going to go through them quickly and then we'll, just, we'll see, discuss the truth. And, uh, but the, the reason why we're doing it is this, um, some of our basic principles, basic, basic service in relevant to medical halacha, as we're going to see. So the first question is more of a Ashkafic issue, which, which, believe it or not, some place can actually hold like this, as we're going to see. The Ashkafic issue is, am I allowed to do some cosmetic surgery? It's not, it's purely for aesthetic reasons, okay? So basically what I'm saying is, if I have a big nose, um, whatever other body part I want to improve on and what I'm saying is Hashem didn't do a good enough job you know am I allowed to eat is that a Hashkafic issue Were you saying listen the, the Hashem as we call the sire the original artist he did he, he do good you know it's like I'm going to fix uh, Picasso you know <laughs> you going to fix Picasso like, that's what Turner Ruffin yeah. said about Chris right yeah it's a good show yeah, it's a good point it's a good point yes a famous story of the Rekiva Turner Ruffin came to him and said Who's uh, who does a better job? Uh, who was the line? Who does a better job, Hashem or humans? So he said, uh, 
So he realized where he was going with it. So he says, why do you have bris milah? So he said, who does, what do you like better, uh, wheat or cake? You know, he said, cake. So he said, uh, so how can you let it, how you let it bake a cake? You know, the same thing. You're improving on Hashem's uh, production. So that's a... Uh, okay, good point. But it's a, it's a valid question. Uh, actually, it's like, it's like improving. Uh, uh, Lipsky. He first moved to Texas. He got from U.S. a lot of people. People would always drop off their old svar. You know, people died and they all their Yiddish so they were found once. It was Shakespeare's place, we brought up Shakespeare for translated into Yiddish and it says Fatajtu Fabeset. Improved. Better. You know, it's like new and improved. Like they improved, they translated into Yiddish and they improved Shakespeare. So so the question is uh, it's a very funny uh, book that we had. So um, so the so the the uh, the question is here is are you even allowed to do something which basically saying I don't like what what Hashem gave me? Because if it's reconstruction, I want to make it clear we're not talking about reconstruction right. surgery. Someone's never been in an accident or they were born without a digit or something Kids like that. Right. That's of course there's no shadow. That's your fool. That's not even a question. Why is that any different? Because that's someone. Hashem makes stuff that's beautiful, so he wants you to uh, be. So good question. So the way I understand it is, it's a valid question, but the way I understand it is to make food is making someone whole. But we don't say, no one says that uh, like if someone, God forbid, has sick, they don't have, their liver is not functioning, then we can't heal them. Because you're making them whole, even though there are. It's also shine. That's some shine. Say that's why you need rapi rapi. You need rishus. Need rishus or rapi rapi to tell you you could you could taka, go against there is a shine. Yeah, but said. when you're talking about psychological, right? So you're making someone oh. psychologically whole. Then so it's a different question. Listen, not every girl in Bel Air who gets the sweet sixteen, they get a you know gift certificate for, yeah. for, to fix various right. body parts. Is a psychological issue. I mean, listen, could be if you live in Bel Air, you need therapy. Yeah, it's automatic therapy. But you, you don't live in Bel Air. No. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So anyway, but uh, okay. So uh, so the the uh, and nothing gets better. It's a great place. Um, the, 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 the point is that uh, so, so just to address your question, meaning the way it's understood is making someone whole. That's refuah. Definition of refuah is making someone whole. So whether it, if someone's born missing a finger or they're born with, with a class palate, oh, before the psychological. The I'm saying, but no, before the psychological. What I'm saying is, it's all as a cocktail. So, so you're you're making them to what the normal human is. Someone has a you know a long nose, which they think people are staring at them, and they think they can't get a shiva. It's very different. You're not making them whole. Yes, we're gonna see. This great. I don't know why you're. Able you're saying it's. I don't know why you're able to different. make that filler. No, you're saying it's not you the power to do that. If, if not me. No, I'm not saying you. I'm saying as, as from an argumentative perspective, it's just like what gives you the power to say that that's not whole. If I feel that I'm not whole because my nose is long. So again, so that's you. Like that's no, exactly you're, you're deciding. Not, uh, surgery. Obviously, okay, she's not getting a shit if there's more than just her. Mm-hmm. No, but I'm saying it's she. She thinks that's why she's not getting a show. There could be many reasons why she's not Maybe her personality. She thinks it's on her because of her nose. Someone feels that they're lacking. If they feel that they're lacking, so then okay, that so is again, what it is. So, so that's the question. That's it. So, yeah. one second. So, okay. So, we all, I'm just pointing out, none of the post can have an issue with reconstructive surgery. I mean, I'm, I'm explaining. So, you know, reconstructive surgeries when someone was in a car accident and now they're deformed or they're born with deformities, you deal with that? You deal, you deal, with, uh, you deal with that? In, in, uh, yeah, we do craniofacial surgery. Kids that are born with misshapen skulls because their sutures are fused and their heads are either like this or like this. So we, we I think correct the area too, like if they have like some frontal glossing and like like most people would notice them. The parents are like, oh, I, I, I don't want to see that. Like, well, there are like, definitions so of what's normal within the normal range, and there's what's Oh, exactly. So we're talking about That's my point. There's, there's definitions of what's in the normal world and what's not. So even when it comes to reconstructive surgery. So what we're saying is halakhically, all I'm saying is I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying is halakhically, no one discusses reconstructive surgery. That's a question. That to get them back to the range of normal, one second, is mutter. That's your flaw. They're fixed, but there's obviously room for discussion. But they're fine. So I'm just saying is that you also need to fix like a 9.5. Who said psychological is enough of a reason to do chadol? That's going to be the question. I mean, certain things are Like if you have a few you can deny yourself from drinking alcohol. Oh, okay. Good point. So right. So that's what many people can say. Not everyone. Many people can say what you just said. Not everyone. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see the truth. I agree that things are going to be changing. Yes. 
their new um, but I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just uh, contrasting that the reconstructive, there's no child, no one even addresses it. That's possible. In all the Paiskin, then it's much. Now we're going to get to the child's on, the, on the, these cases where, like we're saying, it's not reconstructive, it's purely for aesthetic purposes. It's like that, that work, purely aesthetic purposes, and that's what I do have trouble with. So I'm saying, I don't think... There's no such thing as purely aesthetic purposes. I mean, insurance doesn't have anything to do with Shiloh, though. It's purely aesthetic, they don't pay for it, but if you can prove that it's a psychological issue... Well, that's the always. When I was growing up, of course, everyone who had a quest in the nose job said, oh, what happened? Came in like this big thing. I never believed. I never believed anyone. Taking consideration psychological issues to affect. Yes, so we're going to talk about that also. Yes. Okay. So let's let's little. So so next, I'm just going to go through all the issues, the halachic issue, and then number two is is it considered? No, it's the first question is hashkafic issue again. It's nothing to do with halacha really. It's a hashkafic issue. Am I going against you know Hashem? The I'm saying that Hashem did a bad job. Okay, that's that's question number one. That's more Ashkaf than Allah. The second issue is Allah issue. The the, the concept of of Rapi Rapi, you know, we need Taka like you mentioned, is that even in cases of Rafua we need Rushus, right for the Rapi. So the question becomes in a case where it's done again, and I and I use that term, I know you don't like it, uh, Benji, but we use them purely for aesthetic reasons, is that even do you have Rushus to do a procedure where there's Havala involved or something involved or anything? about where your your purpose is not refuel quote unquote mm-hmm. it's just for the guy the person who needs a better shiva or they they want to look better they want to for their, for their job interview whatever the case is. okay number three uh, as we just saw the sugya this whole sugya we just read there seems to be a, a, a at least according to one tana a, a prohibition an issue of chavala chavala batzmezas again there's two there's, there's two tana but the shukhanar clearly passes the rabbis clearly passes um, that we pass in it's also so is this called Chavala where again I'm not really doing it for a full purposes I'm doing it I'm going to have surgery where there's mutilation involved I'm cutting the doctor's going to be cutting me hopefully you're not doing it to yourself that'd be a bad idea um, or you're not going to Mexico to the surgery so in those cases the, the, there's Chavala involved um, again hopefully it's going to heal in most cases it's going to heal but is that permitted okay number four um, there's a different question of sakana for many of these surgeries um, there could be sakana involved especially in those days when all the posts wrote about in the 60s 70s um, the issue was uh, of going under the knife in itself was much more dangerous especially with uh, with um, the, uh, anesthesia the, the cases the instances of people not coming anesthesia especially depending on what age you are, are were much higher today it's almost negligible those numbers Numbers of people who don't come, um, who, who die from just from going under anesthesia. Probably a lot negligible, but still in all, that, that is something that needs to be addressed. And number five is um, uh, the issue of Layilbash, which is very relevant in today's society, where the question was, and I, I actually had printed out this morning, try to find, I can find it, of who gets the surgery, meaning if, if Layilbash, as we know, is a prohibition of cross dressing in the Torah, um, in case you didn't know, cross dressing is also the Raisa. Um, but the question is, this is a halach that's subjective to society. Um, as you know, Ravadi says, without getting into that whole topic, uh, Ravadi has a truva that women, there's no issue of wearing pants for women. Sleeves issues, other issues, but as far as Layobash, the Silbash, there's really no issue, Ravadi says. It's better to wear uh, uh, a very female loose fitting pants, he says, than a tight skirt. That's, uh, you know, if you, can, if you have that choice. That's the choice. So, so that's a so so Yobash is subjected to society. That means if you live in a society where females wear pants or females dress in a certain way, uh, sorry, males and females both are, are dressing that way. So they're unisex. That that's a garment that's unisex. It's 100% butter for, for to wear. Both sexes wear. Now, but it's not limited, as we know. The Pesukim, the Gemara says, it's not limited only to clothing. This is so the rice is limited to any action that's uh, that's done by a specific gender. That's usually in society, so then the opposite gender can't do that action. That's why I don't wash the dishes in my house. I'm not the gender. I'm going there. But, um, but, thanks to me. Okay, so uh, I do wash the dishes. Clarify. 
Kitsuduchim I want to. Now you admit you're a crosswash. So, um, so the, what I'm saying is the question becomes if most cases of cosmetic surgery, <laughs> most cases of cosmetic surgery are done by to, to, to on females, so does that make it usher for a male to have cosmetic surgery? That's a, so if I print it out, I find it here. I print it out. This morning I looked at the numbers because they change, by the way, and depends which state you're in. But I once printed out different, I printed out by state. Interestingly enough, California and Texas had the highest rates, this is a while back, of male cosmetic surgeons. It's like Shaq. California and Texas, yeah. I don't know why. Male doing cosmetic surgery at the highest rate in the country, all states. California. Like maybe liposuction. Maybe. Hey, this is uh, this is from 2017. I'll just read to you to get this out of the way. Um, it says uh, when people think of cosmetic surgery, they often this is an article from the site of the cosmetic sur plastic surgeons of America, whatever national, some one of those. Uh, Institute. So it says when people think of cosmetic surgery, they often picture a middle-class woman visiting her local plastic surgeon. However, plastic surgery is far from being exclusively for the ladies. In fact, the new statistics from the American Society of Plastic Surgeons, who that's the site this was, show that male cosmetic procedures are steadily on the rise. Men are becoming increasingly aware of the benefits of cosmetic procedures, especially when they live in Bel Air, especially when learning that many techniques are quick and require a little downtime. And it says since 2000, 2000 male cosmetic surgery has shot up by 28%. Looking at the, la the latest ASPS annual statistics, men made up 8% of all cosmetic procedures in 2016. These numbers are expected to grow even more in the coming years. Plastic surgery is becoming more efficient and affordable. Right. I hope it was, I didn't no, this is amazing. <laughs> We can now offer something for men of all ages, ethnicities, and socioeconomic backgrounds. Okay, so anyway, it goes through, it says liposuction is the key, as you mentioned, of men, but anyway, but this is, by the way, it says, yeah, the top most five common cosmetic procedures of men, 2016, rhinoplasty, eyelid surgery, breast reduction, liposuction, and facelift. Okay, so there you have it, so I believe, based on these numbers, um, again, depending, it might depend on the type of procedure being done. But I don't think this is a man to do it these days, the way it's increasing. It's, it's now not looked at as exclusive female. It could be initially. Right? Now you can cross-dress as well. It's not up 8%. Maybe when it reaches a certain level, yeah. It's real loyal, Good point. Okay. So, uh, um, so, Okay, so we're, gonna, we're running out of time, so I don't want to get to the punch There's one other issue which I didn't put down here. I just noticed some shops in Bay Ramba. I forgot to bring the safe. I saw from uh, Frank Greenblatt, uh, not his nephew, um, famous rabbi from Memphis. He has uh, like seven uh, chuva safers, like all types of interesting stuff. So he has a chuva there about. So I, I looked up in the. He has a plastic surgery, so I looked it up. So he talks about a question of. Uh, someone asked him, um, a woman who got engaged, she had a nose job already. The question is, she was free to tell her fiance that she had a nose job. Because this is in Mecca Torah, meaning Allah is, as you know, if you have a mum, a woman gets married and she doesn't disclose a defect that she had, a serious defect, um, that that's, could be a mechatized, the kedusha is not a kedusha. Ah, so the question, the question was here, she had rhinoplasty. But is that considered a serious defect? Like, for mechatized, like, for example, oh, my so car, Almanacer has, like, seven... No, so first of all, the halach is, it's something that could be seen, like she has a long nose, she doesn't, doesn't have to disclose that. If the guy doesn't see that on the date, his mother has to come with him on the date to tell him she has a long nose. You know, so that's, a pre, that's not a mechatized. Spend, uh, no, so that's the question. So meaning that's a very good point. Simon is saying, so right now, so, you, so you're right. The Paskins, the Paskins, the Frying Paskins, that it's not a mechatoys because like you're saying, mechatoys means something that I, I, that is a current defect that I'm not disclosing. But if it's not a current defect, says it says in the Frying Paskins, it says, so therefore it happened the way it's irrelevant. So listen, it's better, you want to, it's better to disclose it, but he says it wouldn't be without the condition. Says for sure not a, so it's not a biblical condition. Ah, so he brings, so he's bringing a valid point. So he doesn't discuss it. The fact, listen, that's why I think that's why he says you should disclose. But he says it's not enough of a mum that it's not a guarantee that it's not going to come out. Right, listen, if you're, if the, 
uh, one side has the nicer nose, so you know, hopefully we'll uh, even out them. Right. Yeah. 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 But it's about point. You do before, let's say you do BRCA before. Right. Uh -huh. So he's the only one who discusses this thing. I didn't have time to put it down. Anyway, okay, so let's move on. We have a few minutes to go through the chuvas. So the, the, the first chuva, Umaisha, by the way, has four chuvas based on this command. One chuva, as I mentioned before, is on dieting in general, because you're holding back from pleasure. The other chuva is about plastic surgery. Five chuva, uh, maybe even five chuvas, just based on this command. The other chuva, we're not getting into all of them. The other one is donating blood for money. Are you allowed to donate blood for money? He brings this Gemara. The other, and the other chuva we mentioned is he's getting an IV, Erev Yom Kippur, in order not to fast in Kippur. So he says you're not going to do that in order not to break your fast in Kippur. Doctor says the person can't fast, they can get an IV, Erev Yom Kippur. Says Ramesha, it's a Shail Chavol. You're not going to be Chavol Batzma to do a mitzvah. Whatever. So he says you don't have to get an IV, Erev Yom Kippur. There goes my business. And the New York Times article Yeah, yeah, it was. A few years ago, yes. Um, Brooklyn never had a whole clinic. <laughs> Old people would come in out from Kippur and get IVs and sit with IVs all the time. Now you can do those infusions things. Special. They have infusions that if you want to, let's say, not get like a hangover, so you pre. Oh, yes, they have very good fasting. Oh, yeah? No, oh, that's what IVs. They had it at a class in Chicago, actually. It's a new fancy thing. It's, you think it's a joke, right? Oh my God. But instead so of a cutter's mission, they had it. I, I saw my brother on some couches. They have some couches. And at the class, you sit down, and you put an and you get some vitamin and water. Yeah, listen, I have a brother who takes caffeine suppositories. That's already good. No, it's in here. It's for kiddish. At a hospital, the question is, it's not caffeine suppositories, right? I don't know if you're taking caffeine suppositories, right? No, that's not caffeine suppositories. Not caffeine suppositories. So, like, it's for my... Yes. Okay, so let's go. We gotta go, we gotta go. Menus. Menus. A little tired, a little tired. So, uh, so the rest. So the first thing is Ramesha and, and all the Pusk, many Puskin, by the way, um, bring this Rambam on our Gemara. This question is going on our Gemara, but the Rambam says a fascinating thing about Chaval, because that's the really the, the meat of the of the sugi is question of Chaval of, of mutilation. When it comes to sur surgery, is mutilation, and you're doing it again for aesthetic reasons. That you know, you love it. So the Rambam says like this: Also, it's prohibited for a person to be to mutilate himself for himself to do it or to allow his friend. That means just because he's telling you the surgeon to do it doesn't mean it's now permitted. He's coming to you and just because he's paying you and insurance is covering it doesn't mean it's permitted. So, okay, good point. He says surgeons don't have friends. And not only if, if uh, only chavol el kol hamaka adam kashim yisrael. Even if you're gonna just punch your friend in the face, ben katan ben gadol ben ish ben isha. Whether it's a, it's not limited to any gender or even a katan, it's awesome. But this is the key punchline here, and this is where Moshe and many other poets can quote this Rambam. But he said, the Rambam says, when is it also derech nitzayin? Another gear. So if you look at the Frank Rambam, says derech nitzayin. Either way, I'm not. I tried to look it up in the modern Hebrew dictionary, it's not a good translation. Derek Nitsayan is translated, I would say, as belligerently. You know, if you, it's only if you're hitting him in a belligerent manner, says the Rambam. Or Bizayan, or, you know, to, you, know, you want to knock him flat. Right? That's these two gears. So says the Rambam, I raise the That's when you have this prohibition. Which he brings, that's why some people, it's not really going off this Gemara because he doesn't pass like a other kafir, according to some Nisikalim. But he brings a different possible Yosef, like, so you're not going to hit someone. The prohibition by, by Makas, that it says that you have to make sure, Yosef, like, you can't give him more than the 39. The maximum Makas is 39. If, if the uh, court bailiff mistakenly hits someone, well, not mistakenly, intentionally hits him one extra, so just for goodwill, he's over a lot. And we learn from there the Rambam extrapolates to all. Anytime you hit someone, you're over this this love of loyatloy yisvakos. Mazir Toshin Hatayra. The Torah warns us all yisvakos hachayte. Talking about someone in court who violated a love, Torah still says if you hit him one extra iota, you're over a love. Kavuchaymer lemakas atzadik. Surely if you're hitting an innocent person. But that's what the Rambam Paskins, so Ramosha and many others are medayik from this Rishlam uh, from this Rambam, that the only time it's Asr, Chabal is Asr, is if it's in a way of belligerent manner. Okay, if you're doing a belligerent manner. And that's the meaning Ramosha says in Shuvah here. Let me read this Shuvah quickly. I have a piece of it. He says, in Shalti, I was asked, 
So I didn't I didn't quote the end of the Rambam. The Rambam, no, actually, the Shulchan Aruch here at the end of this piece, they say hitting your kids. So if that's the purpose, you're doing it out of love and whatever, without getting in the wrong. Uh, not politically correct today. Um, it could be mutter, but speak to your local rabbi before you before going ahead. Yes. Um, so uh, so he says uh, again. Ramesha was, I believe, is written in the sixties. This tshuva to uh, to Rashiva and Barakat. Gold, uh, I forgot his name, Tuvia, Tuvia, I think this children is Tuvia Golf. So, um, so he says, uh, um, the Raja says, in Irish, he writes, the opposite. Kadeshi, this, this uh, girl, single girl, wants to have a cosmetic surgery in order to look prettier, in order that uh, she'll be, uh, she, her resume should be, you know, she'll do a much better job on the resume and the picture. Child send pictures in Spock magazine, whatever. I call you into that. Um, it's actually next week's What? Uh, next week's magazine. No, we're talking about uh, the debate. Should you put pictures in the resume? Actually, by the way, I heard a great line. I was going to say it on next week's parish, I think. Um, oh no, it's, it's two weeks past tonight. That uh, when, when Lovin comes, when Yaakov says, it says, uh, he says, I want the older one, I want uh, Rach. He says, no, so Lovin says, So they, I think it was the Klezim Gareva, the one who they asked him for a picture of his daughter, for Shudda. So he says, it says, I don't get pictures. You don't give the picture, the tzira, before the tzira, before the girl. So uh, he says, I want me to give a picture. So anyway, so uh, so um, so because of the Ramesh says it, my then she chavala begufa. It's she's harming, she's mutilating her body. Is it permitted? Is it a violation of the system? Now, what's fascinating is Ramesh doesn't discuss any of the other five issues. Doesn't bring in Ashkafic issues of uh, pretty nothing. All he discusses chavala. He doesn't say sakana maybe. And this is in the sixties where going under the knife might have been sakana. So he clearly wasn't bothered by any of the other issues. Besides this, which is a question unto itself, why not? But uh, he only discusses this one issue. So he brings the Ramam, he writes the Ramam, and he quotes this Ramam that we just read. Under the underline, then came, the purpose of this Chavala, this surgery, is to make it prettier. According to the Ramam, he says there's no issue whatsoever. It's not called a belligerent mutilation, You're not doing it in a belligerent manner. That's number one. Says there's no problem as long as she's doing it for the purpose of, of beautification. That clearly is not this violation. Surely for her benefit, he says it's 100% mutter to do it for, for beautification purposes. And what's his raya? And where's the Rambam? The question is, where does the Rambam get this? So says he, the Yesh Levi Raya, she's the Rambam, and bring your Raya to the Rambam from the other part of the Gemara we learned in Baba Kama, that it says, he says the story of the guy picking up his cloak over Bi'echanon, not the guy, Bi'echanon picks up his kapato, shouldn't get scratched on his feet. So why was he allowed to do that? So he says, that's the source for the Rambam. So that's a right to the Rambam. Kol chayel v'chayev, lechayimutu lelech b'nei hizmi v'higi. How is he allowed to get scratched by the thorns? Says Ramayshim. V'agav, v'hagav b'leib b'gadim. And he's worried about his clothing. Sh'yach b'batzmai. So he'd rather scratch himself? Sh'yach b'batzmai. Yavar isr chayel b'batzmai. V'lechayn tzach lehem b'defri. So you have to say, the isr chayel who rak derech n'tzayin. It's only because of, because of this issue of n'tzayin. I'm just going to finish off because we're to discuss the other issues, but the last one, the only one who argues against this whole thing and says that there is a lachish issue, the only one who's not doesn't permit. By the way, other Puskim say it depends. It has to be a real psychological need, like you say. It has to be, again, today it's become like in Bel Air, you know, in Bel Air High School, I was told, and people there, that if you know, for your sweet 16, that's the norm. The girls get a gift certificate from their, you know, from their grandparents. 
whatever their parents to get uh, to enhance certain body parts, and that's their you know sweet sixteen gift. It's not they don't need it. It's not just like the end thing. So that's already could be a lot issue. I mean, again, Ramesha seems to be saying across the board. He doesn't discuss cycle. He says that you at least have to do it for shidduch purposes or for for a job for job interview. At least you have to have some aspect of tzairah. Can't be just because you know everyone's doing it to peer pressure. So I'm going to do it. Right? And you, you mentioned he mentioned to me interesting enough today they have cosmetic surgery um, in he's a gynecologist so women do they improve their body parts um, down there and I'm not sure what is it purely cosmetic purely cosmetic purely cosmetic okay they're mostly married women mostly married or I mean in Miami it's very popular so when I was Miami's not a rag to the rest of the country <laughs> yeah no it's like oh, Bel Air okay. no they're doing it right. <laughs> okay so I'm just going to just shoot but it's alright take away the last two take those two take those two number 11 I'm going to read it. You can take it with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So anyway, so the Ticiliazer the, the argues on all this, and he is the only one who asks this. It was the Waldenberg. He was the rub of Shai Tzedek. He says that, that he, he has a major problem. He says basically, what, what he started with Ashkafer's issue, that you're trying to prove on God's work. He says you have no right to say Hashem is ugly. There's actually Gemara, by the way, where it says that Tana was walking home with not a nice situation Gemara, and he met this really ugly looking guy, and he told him, what? Tainus, bro, yeah, bro, understand. He tells him, very ugly. And he says, you have a problem? Go speak to the angels. Go speak to God. Go speak to the one who made me. What do you want from me? So he brings this Gemara and he says, Yesh Malkum Godel Tainus Eis. Shalal Kegayindo. First of all, he says, Shenit the Torah Shosurah Lerei Vilarapis. The Torah never didn't give permission for this type of case. You know, a physician doesn't have permission to do something. It's not reform. Again, no one holds on this. This is trust in Sicilian. Elazar Waldenberg. He died around 10 years ago. And it's a big crisis. He has around his, uh, 20 chubas from a lot of America. We believe that there's no better artist than Hashem. He formed every person with Salmai in his image, with Musai, Hailemes, Lailav, Ain Lahisim, and therefore you have no right to make his outside period. Men are in the grave. And therefore you can't subtract or add to, to your body. He says he comes out, I'm reading the underline, uh, comes out, you're mutilating yourself just for beautification purposes. There's no returning again. The, the concept of refuah is you're returning, you make the person whole. They lost, that's another source the Gemara brings for, for the Rishus Lerapes. This is return, you're returning the body to themselves. But here you're not doing that, he says. You decided I want to look better. So that's not a rishus to do. Balachas Kama says the nala mikol savish also all the behechlus behechlus says that's my to someone to put themselves avur kachlus and sakana to place themselves in danger. Koshi akorich behechlus. He says all surgery has in it an element of danger. Anyone who has the fear of Hashem in their heart, don't do plastic surgery. By the way, this wouldn't apply to guns. You have my Wow. She had an allergic yeah, reaction to anesthesia, genetic reaction. But that, but that's again, it's that's so weird. Yeah. 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 I don't think it's evidence, but like it's. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, I've heard. Yeah. It's prohibited for a person to have plastic surgery and for the doctor to perform it. Shame Yafi for the sake of beauty. Again, reconstructive surgery wouldn't be an issue. I want to point out no other place can explain his album. Minchas Yitzchak dying nice. The Meisha, I heard Baron Lichtenstein and Yosher Bera. Like everyone, everyone permits it. Um, again, if there's a psychological need, most people say that there's a need. It has to be some purpose, not just. It could be for the husband, by the way. The husband, if, if she wants, to, she feels less, and she needs to make her husband happy, and that's the only way to make us. That also is called a psychological need. Meaning, but if it's just because you want to be on the Bachelor, or whatever, and you want to be eligible.